on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, a real American hero, Derek McCall. I don't think you've used that one before. And it's long overdue, actually. Let's talk about the sandwich. That's okay. Okay. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. It is Wednesday, August 12th at about uh, 7.20 p.m. So, you know, people, come on by. And some and the guys have just gotten alcohol. So uh, I have to call out to my buddy Dave who just delivered me a martini and a can. Dave K. delivered a... Uh, I've got censored on the beach. Yeah, something. <laughs> something. All right. Oh, so, man. anyway. Uh, there oh, he's a can full of oh, olives. I'm hoping uh, Dave's going to go out and give me a diet mm. vanilla Pepsi. Uh, so, uh, anyway, we got a lot to talk about. We've got an exciting evening because oh, we, have, uh, we have David Tishman, writer, uh, co-creator of the comic book Red Herring, which Red is sailed <laughs> from Wildstorm Comics today. Uh, and he, of course, also recently wrote uh, Greatest Hits for Vertigo. That's going to be a great interview. In the way, in the way back, uh, he'd written Bike Club with Howard Chaykin and American Century with that Howard Chaykin. had a lot of blood in it. Yeah. And uh, so... Wait, I thought we weren't supposed to talk about Bike Club. Oh, I broke the first rule. Mm, way to go, dude. Yeah. Well, I guess then a hot vampire is going to have to bite me. Um, All right. Oh, come here. Oh, darn. No, not you. Oh, what? Oh, oh. sorry. Anyway. Suki. Uh, <laughs> Suki. Derek, you're such a fang banger. <laughs> I am. Anyway, so uh, we've got a lot of comics news, a lot of movies news. Well, not necessarily movie news, but we've got some strong reaction to a movie that opened last weekend. But we're going to save that for a little bit. We're That's talk news about to TV. me. Yeah, okay. And All those months of waiting and complaining and, will and, finally and, come to a head tonight. Not like a large were, pimple. Were our months of, of predictions proven true? Were they? Were they? We'll see. Find out later. Sorry, Andrew Preston. You're going to have to wait till we talk about some comics. Uh, most importantly today, I would say, or I guess officially yesterday, uh, August 11th was Marvel Comics' 70th birthday. They're old. So we celebrate by having a guest tonight from representing Wildstorm Press. That's what you're supposed to. That's and it. a sale. And a sale. But, you know, there's a sale here today that by the time people get this, the sale will be over. Well, that, then they can there know all, what they missed. There are always great sales at Elusive Comics. That's true. Games. There are. There often are. There, um, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a manga bookcase right now where I had to read this three times before I realized that it that wasn't it, it a misprint. Manga. Yeah. That it says, buy one book and get three of equal or lesser value free. That's an amazing sale. That's good podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's all, and there are games on sale, all kinds that's, of stuff That's here. called an ad, an advertisement. Oh, oh we put an ad but in the middle of it. The people who give us a table. In, in, would we like occasionally. to? Occasionally. And invite. sometimes. So for, for Marvel's 70th birthday, did you guys get anything for Marvel? 
Did you? Uh, um, did you books want, today? No. You did mean you like get anything for them for their birthday? Did uh, you want to oh, I gave them my money again. Did you? I bought you, Stan Lee a new ascot. What did you uh, buy? What did you buy from Marvel today? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It just went in my bag. It's all just the new huge. Marvels project came out today. I got that. Yeah, which is going back and, book. and kind of rewriting Marvel history. Basically. Yeah. Uh, really? Is it like a re, is it like a re retcon? A kind of a retcon that sort of says. And I think going in line, more in line with what the Ultimate Universe and the movie universe yeah. has been doing, which is the idea that all of the the Marvels, if you will, uh, were appearing because people were trying to create some version of the Super Soldier, and I'm not sure that I. Yeah, I that's buy, total ultimate universe. That BS. I buy into the yeah. total. Must everything be from one set thing? Couldn't and that's kind of something we were gonna com- comment about last week, but we didn't get time to. Was because uh, we didn't talk about Cap Reborn number two last week. No, we? I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Did you? Well, yeah, I read it yes or last week, but just a quick comment on it was the cover shows like a Captain America like choking Hitler or something like that. With but he's wearing like a helmet and disguise are similar to what Ultimate's cap look like. Yeah. And this is main con- continuity cap. You already ranted on this one. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, Did we go? I, I'm going to well, call you. Ran, you ranted on the costume business and how you do it. But he want. hadn't read the but book. But did yet. I do that on the. I did it. You yes. did that on okay. the. Okay. That's yes. what I wanted to make okay. sure. Good. Okay. Go. Yeah. You're on, you're on the record as Just being to make uh, sure. opposed to the ultimating of. Ultimating of cap. Okay. Good. Okay. Because so, last week is a haze. I don't remember. But I'm did sorry. you read the. I've been drinking too much censored on the beach. Did you read the very special issue of Cap? I think it was at 600. Yeah, we've talked about that. On yeah, we talked about that. With the Gene, the Gene Colon issue? The, the Gene Colon art? The one with the vampires and stuff in it? Oh, was that in 600? No, I don't remember that. Uh, there, was a, there was a last last week, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a, there was a Cap issue. All Gene Colon artwork. And oh, no, no, no. I didn't catch that. Bucky. No. That wasn't it was 600. A, it was a flashback story between Bucky and, and Baron Blitzkrieg? Um, no, and, and Nick Fury. Uh, during uh, Civil War, where they're talking about Cap, and and it's a flashback story to Cap was it in the actual Cap, Cap book? book? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't a it wasn't a standalone. No, there were a couple of standalone things. Yeah, that I think came it, may out. Have, it it said it was a special Captain America episode. There is so much. Uh, the, I I love Gene Colan artwork, and uh, I'd forgotten how, what a good Cap he can draw because he does the he does that kind of like. Well, can I ask honestly, what doesn't Gene, Gene Colan draw do? well? I don't you think you do Angel and the Ape. He probably does a, bad zombies. It would be a different looking be a angel, scary in the angel in the ape. I'm just, I would probably still be okay with it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Because remember, he drew he drew Howard the Duck. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> Doc's a ape. duck. I, and total he, different he, speed. He genius. Made, he okay. made a very scary Doctor Boing. Doctor Bong. That's Bong. true. Right. Bong, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So. I don't know. How do you feel about Marvel's 70th anniversary? Now, is this? Are they counting all the time when it was timely yeah, or whatever? Yeah, timely. We're going back to 1939. <laughs> logical. When, but you know, the actual first comic, superhero comic from Timely, was Marvel Comics. Mm. So it is a fair thing to say With that the was Human their, Torch. The Human Torch. So that's. I believe, in fact, that it's it's being reimprinted and. I didn't pick that up, but they're doing a Wait, lot of Wait, Human yeah, Torch those... came first or Namor came first? Human Torch. Human Torch came first. Okay. I thought it was Namor. An android who accidentally... No, you know, the weird plane. thing about Namor is uh, Namor was actually... Different company or something? Or? No, he was not created by the comics company. It was created by a low-budget movie serial company that wanted to do a series called basically Prince of Atlantis. And... Uh, <laughs> And they they convinced Marvel to do or timely to do a a tie in series, 
and then they never made the movie serial. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Damn you, Hollywood. The Human Torch was actually, is officially Marvel's first hero. I heard he tried to apply for a bank loan the other day, and he was denied. No? I, uh, I have no idea where the punchline is going to go with this. So Anybody who's ever seen Anchorman would know that joke. Thank you. Anyways. Okay. You know, some of us have seen I've never seen Anchorman. Oh, you never have? No. Well, it's a Hilarious. good movie. You've seen it. You didn't get the joke. I know. I've only seen it once. Oh, okay. So, anyway. Um, Remember when he's doing his warm-ups? <clears throat> he's all, unique New York. Unique New York. And then he goes, the Human Torch applied for a bank loan the other day. You don't remember that? No. Ah, eh, well. Anyway. Uh, so it's good. Now I've got to see that movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm motivated. Lon sold it so well. So for the 70th anniversary, there's, there's a Happy lot, birthday, Marvel. Uh, there's a lot of revivals of their 1940s titles. One thing we're still not seeing is the 12. Uh, and after, and i got to say something. Uh, <laughs> not really a revival. I believe but, that yeah. you went to a Cup of Joe panel at Comic-Con. I did. In which you, it, maybe it wasn't Cup of Joe. Maybe it was you another Marvel panel. Mr. Costa went to that. I yeah, think. well, if he'll sit down once he's done, we'll bring him in. That you, I believe, said to me, now if I'm misinterpreting, I'm sorry. Okay. That you said that someone at Marvel claimed that after Dark Reign was over. Yeah. They were not going to do any crossovers for a long time. Yes, that's what they said. Okay, well, rumor glory, has it, glory, rumor has it that after Dark Rain, there's going to be a crossover. Be spring, spring, summer rain, spring rain. Um, there's going to be a crossover bringing Thor back into the mainstream of of Marvel. How's that a crossover? And isn't he already back? It's, it's, now they didn't say cross. They didn't say crossovers wouldn't happen. They said there weren't going to be big events. Uh, this is apparently a big event to bring uh, Thor and Asgard back into. Was the, Asgard going to crash into the Earth? It could, I guess. I guess. World War again, Asgard. This Kansas. This is again why Straczynski left Thor. Is he didn't want to be caught up in a whole mm-hmm. bunch of crossover events. We'll have so, to see, but that was a that was a definite quote from that panel. All right. Yep. I'm, so I'm hoping that and, I, I, and there was there were but there was joy throughout the audience, and I applauded well, myself because the whole thing that the, 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 the commentary I've read has said is that Thor has been selling really well, and one yeah. of the reasons Thor is selling really well is you can just pick up Thor. They're not going to use Thor to bring up Daredevil's uh, readership, are Although they? Thor and Daredevil, that would be what no, it wouldn't. It would be sucky. What? It'd be, it'd Matt be, Murdock yeah. has a thing for blondes. Yeah, that's why it would suck. Oh, oh. Hmm. Uh, and so another thing that's going to suck in comics is you've said, and I hadn't heard this. If I said all coming back to me, I'm that so it's all That it's all, that uh, oh, comics are going up to three ninety nine. Yeah, I have a source on that. Let's see if you can come to the table. Hey, source Steve. On this. Steve. Store manager Steve Simonetti. Come on down. For those of you just Da-da-da. joining us, Steve Simonetti is the store I'm manager. I'm going to wander on over and see and if games. I can get a source on this. Well, if this is true, while you're getting the source, we're going to launch. Let's just reflect because. Can you afford three ninety nine? Well, let's reflect because basis? when I was a child, I think I could get a comic book for 25 cents. What happened? Yeah, I'm old enough for 20 cents. What about I'm, 10? I might even have had 15. I'm not, Ooh, a, tw- I'm not okay. a 10 or a 12. I Rick have, is. Rick I have is. copies that were 10 or 12, and, right. and my wife would not believe it when she saw those as cover prices. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a, with a good friend who said, you know, I don't even think about the price of comics more. I just go in and buy what I want. Oh, it must and be nice. Like, yeah, and that's kind of a little bit is sort of that feeling like, well, I guess that's good that you're in that position. I'm not necessarily in that position. So well, Steve, when I bought my comics today, 
store manager Steve Simonetti here at Elusive Comics and Games, who watches out for my best interest. He does. When it's not often when a when store he's manager lucid, will tell when he's you lucid. will tell you that a lot of your books in, in that bag got raised twenty five percent in one week, and here he is, Steve Simonetti. I did indeed. <laughs> you turned I mean, off his mic. I mean, technically, mathematically, that got raised thirty three percent. Well, we yeah, yeah. I, I recalculated that and told Rick that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's pretty amazing. I looked today at a lot of people's uh, invoices, and there were everything on there was three ninety nine. Yeah, we looked. There were, you looked at mine. There was one two ninety nine book. That's, were they sneaking things past us? I mean, what I saw this week was like Green Arrow, Black Canary. It suddenly became Green Arrow, Black Canary, with a Black Canary solo backup, and that became three ninety nine. So that was a shocker to me. Yeah, and I don't. It's know not if like they, they gave you pages. more pages. They just made one short story yeah. shorter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's inevitable. I mean, they're going to raise prices. I guess they just yeah. But I remember when it was time. fifteen cents, and they raised it to twenty cents. I was mad. Yeah. That was 25%. Do you but raising, 12 cents? I do Lon remember and I had a bet cents. about that. You do. Okay, good. I remember 12 cents and the big 25-cent uh, annual. Oh, but yeah. I want to know Those what's changed since then. Because if they could print a comic for 10 cents back then, well, why come they can't print everything's one? Everything's gone up. But the other thing is the paper. The earth is dying. Paper quality. Oh. The paper quality has, paper has certainly increased. Well, thanks, Rick, for bringing it down. Way to harsh mamello. You know, and they say they can't go back in paper quality because... The art doesn't reproduce, and then I got to say, Wednesday Comics totally puts the lie to that. Yeah, you can put it on newsprint, and it still beautiful. looks beautiful. Oh, absolutely! You could yeah. do it. I could do it. You could. Why, could why don't Marvel you? And DC. Marvel, they don't well, Marvel's it. old now. They're but it was really years old. Well, now let's be honest. Their eyes are bad. Wasn't it DC that was mostly holding the line at two ninety nine? They still are, I think, more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really noticed this hit because I don't. I well, I'd buy more DC thing. comics if they were cheaper. I believe you. Yeah. I do believe See? that. Yeah. There's there's still comics out there that are two fifty. Yeah. And thank Spawn, God. And even Spawn is still two ninety five. He has. Yeah. Uh, McFarland hasn't raised that, so that comic up the, that four cents. Wow. God it's bless you, it's, 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 Todd McFarlane. Way to go, Todd. That's something I didn't think I'd ever be saying. God bless Todd <laughs> McFarlane. But anyway, God yeah. bless us, everyone. But yeah, like I mean, all the kids' comics, Looney Tunes, uh, Sonic, they're still two fifty. Well, that's but they're because done on, the, the, on yeah. the cheaper paper. Yeah. Yeah. Kids expect less. They have uh, less money. Oh, but they, I don't, mean, they don't know the difference. Yeah. Yeah, but I would. I mean, it's one of those, just give me the story. I don't need to have this beautiful, lush, golden paper to Actually, print on. A uh, little uh, anecdote. When I, I read a lot of comics in bed, falling asleep at night. Mm-hmm. And, and when, I'm, when I'm doing I often fall asleep still holding the comic. Mm-hmm. And after about eight hours of holding the comic in one position, it sticks to your hand now. <laughs> And oh my! Not. Did uh, it like ruin your Frank Cho collection? No, no, no. <laughs> it's just the, the lack. I just wanted to be page. noted that this is Rick giving this speech and not me. <laughs> I know. Thank you. It's a topsy turvy night. There's nothing night. to be ashamed of in that statement. No, nothing. Nothing. At all. So three. And tonight's podcast has been named "It Sticks in Your Hand." <laughs> Thank you. Does it? Uh, but do you do you think that this is going to impact sales here at the store if things are going up? You know, every Are you week hearing a lot of people saying no. Every, every week I hear people saying that they're going to cut back. They're going to cut back. Well, and, is it making they, you more money? Do. It's also costing us more money. Okay. I, you know, it's relative. It. Uh, I don't know if it's going to affect us one way or another. Uh, people are still going to buy the books that they like to read. Yeah. But they may be leery in buying uh, the miniseries. Or Where the, do they cut back? It's hard to say. I mean, uh, they just get tired of a comic because it uh, they just don't like reading it anymore. People may stop buying 
books just to continue their comic runs. Like Indeed. Moon Knight. Okay. Moon Knight's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight's coming back. I got um, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, they're doing but it. Why? Here now. Why? And it'll be three ninety nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me, just because we're here, you know, we're promoting a bit. How how's Red Herring done in the store tonight? Oh, it's done really well. Uh, but you know, most books do really well when we have a, a signing. Yeah, they do exceptionally well. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. We've been. How do you think it would do if the guy wasn't here? No, I'm kidding. Um, they never do as well. I mean, uh, it's it's like uh, when we had the the Chew signing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the same thing. We sold out sold of out, everything yeah. that we had. So, see, creators, let just, that be a lesson to you. It come into elusive, and you will sell your book. sell your books. Plus, he is selling a ton of his trade paperbacks, and you know, getting people all the Star Trek stuffs there, the the bike club stuffs there, yeah. Yeah. American Century, yeah, yep. well, good, yeah, doing real well. So you're moving a lot of it's his, called marketing. You're moving a lot of his product. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Could you move some of my product later? We'll, I'll, we'll talk off sure. screen. Can I borrow your truck? Said you. Sure. Uh, I'm not. What? Well, thank you, store manager <laughs> Steve Simonetti, and I appreciate personally you looking out for my best interests. I always try to. Thank you, Steve Simonetti. Everyone, yeah. this is where we need theme music for Steve's. Well, we'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. I'm an Italian-American. What's no, you're next? not. <laughs> I am. You can't claim every ethnicity. He's got 19 <laughs> different ethnicities. We're going to do a, we're going to do a flow Say chart of his family. I'm from a family of gy- gypsies. What? Oh, uh, the Gabagool. Was... Where'd you put the Gabagool, Steve? He's had a lot of ethnicities in him. Oh, my. So, yeah, okay. Anyway. Uh, Thank you, Steve. Go out back and deal with your customers in a fair and forthright manner. And balanced way. Thank you, Ray. This is a no-spin shop. Indeed. Oh, we have another guest. Hey, oh, my. Sit Nate, down. sit down. We've been waiting for this sit to happen. Nate, oh, sit down. Nate Costa, come in here. Sit put on down. the headphones. Yeah, put the headphones on so you feel like you're a part of us, even though you're not drinking with the rest of us. You know, i got to say, today, uh, Blackest Night number 2 came out. Have you guys okay. had a chance I have to? not read it yet. Well, no, there's no, no spoilers there. No spoilers here. Okay, nobody has. Continuing to be gross. Continuing to be scary. That's all I'll say. I'm. Uh, have you read it? Yet? I did read it. Well, don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling. It. We didn't have Nate be... say hi. You didn't say hi at all. Good hi Lord. at all. Good Lord. That's Nate Costas. That's not going to fly. So. What did you purchase today? Did you take advantage of the Marvel sale? I did not. I picked up the uh, blank cover of the Marvel's Project, so I could have Eric Larson draw something on there. <laughs> 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 Awesome. Yeah, You're a Larsenophile. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Very nice. And uh, whatever issue they're on now, 602, whatever it is. So you could have Eric Larson draw on it. Yeah. Anniversary frame variant. No. Cool. Draw on that one. Okay. Well, fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Costa knows a lot about comics, dude. What else do we have on the comic docket? Well, you know, we already talked to it, but maybe we'll Did you back notice here. the price of your comics went up this week? Which ones? <laughs> Lots of them. Yeah, the jump got made to three ninety nine. I don't uh, I try not to look at the prices. <laughs> he's one of those. And that's what they He's a true blood or a true on. hardcore. <laughs> Indeed, what they're true blood, on. he's a true blood? No, I, I said Sushi. true blood, and then I went, oh. Yeah, well, okay. you know, and so you, you bought a lot of these 70th anniversary uh, product then. Uh, not so. a whole lot. I picked up the Deadpool, the Spider-Man, and the Marvel's Project. Would you, would you like to send birthday wishes out to Marvel? Yeah, happy birthday, Marvel. <laughs> it's a joyous day. Uh, you are so full of enthusiasm really, tonight. They it's, really did a good job. 70 years, um, that's when Al- Alzheimer's starts to kick in. As well. <laughs> 
They're going to forget they did this issue already. But it's not really Marvel's 70th anniversary, right? It's Timely, timely and, Marvel. and Marvel. Yeah. Well, well they yeah, changed the their first name. Movie said the Marvel first Comics issue was number Marvel one. Comics, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the Marvel Comics number one 70th anniversary. It's kind of like if you were a chick and then you got married and changed your name. Your age doesn't change from when you're married, exactly. right? You don't get to you don't get to reset. And we'd right. like to we'd like to point out that the uh, representation of female readers and as, as listeners chicks. as chicks is solely the domain of uh, Lon Lopez and not does they not like being the called that. Lon is a rogue and a <laughs> from planet. another time. Yes, exactly what he said. Yes, pull my Anyways. hair. Anyways, what? <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone, but I say broads. Okay. See, there you go. Well, okay. That's okay. Great. You right. probably say you probably say dudes and guys. Exactly. I don't say that like I don't say gentlemen when I'm referring to guys. I yes, say dudes. Do. Oh. Dudes. Dudes and, and chicks. Say, and you say gentlemen. Dudes and chicks. It's like beans and franks. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing. Beans and rice. It's nice. It's nice. Exactly. Where are, are we, we done with comics? What's that or? <laughs> agenda? I'm glad that Nate is here actually because the next thing is no spoiler. You can talk about this. Oh, we'll have a third. Last Friday G. night. Last Friday night. Last Friday night. The three of us ventured. We couldn't even sit next to each other. It was so shameful. Everybody, <laughs> we, everybody, everybody but Rick. Everybody but you Rick. You were invited. The three of us. Were you, was Rick invited? Uh, yeah, I, he, I got his Facebook invite. Yeah. See? So there you go. Don't act hurt. I had other plans. You cannot act oh, hurt. You Am I acting hurt? Plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went. Century On a 22. Top secret mis- I covert your, mission. I watched your tweets as they went down in flames. <laughs> covert mission <laughs> to see the long-awaited, long-anticipated, well, longly hot-debated GI Joe. No, if only they'd use that theme song. Was there? Was there the music? I don't even no, remember. No, no. I could the music was Nothing. terrible. Everything, everything about it was terrible. Okay, that's all. That's no, it. that's the end. There was not say, one redeeming I thing. I want to say that the CG work was amazing. The way they actually managed amazing? to erase the small children's hands as they waggled the toys. <laughs> It was uh, great. I Waggled. understand that the falsies that they pushed into the Baroness's uh, bodice was probably. I, I appreciated that. Them. Was pretty I, good. I, I would say it was fun to look at. Yeah, but no, if you really like broke, like if you broke it down, let's just break it down the line. The script terrible, like just no semblance of a real like story or anything else. Directing terrible. <laughs> it like. There were actors on screen just, like, staring back at the screen, just going, like, day. Yeah, I, I want to say something. I watched on the G.I. Joe animated the original film at Toy Fair in 1961 or 62 for the G.I. Joe, which they pointed out that the G.I. Joe action figure has 21 points of articulation, which is 15 more than Channing Tatum had in this film. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you see the uh, great. the story today that broke that Channing Tatum, Tatum was, was a stripper? stripper? Yes, no. I did see awesome. that. He moved more in that video uh, than he did in any of, of and I figured uh, I realized that part of it, and it's just maybe this was I'm going to try Duke try with very the accessory hard. of a stripper ball. I'd like. To I'm going to try and very hard with his own Miley Cyrus to defend. Or to give justice to Channing Tatum's the direction he received from Stephen Summers, they made it made they worked very hard to make him appear like the man of action, like the original lifelike hair. He had the little scar. <laughs> he has kind of the thin lips, and he's the heavy lidded. And I realized it does. He and looks he was like made of plastic. He and yeah, and his expression was rarely allowed to change. <laughs> 
And uh, so that. Uh, but why make him look like the man of action if the whole movie is based around the real American hero? Well, line. I can say this now, having watched the first episode of the Mass Effect, the original thing, Duke actually says, "Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm the man of action." Oh, does he? He does. So they made the callback in the animated series to the original toy. And too. that was it, though. And then they left it behind. And they left it behind, and they replaced him with Flint. And you still couldn't explain that to me adequately, but still. Wow, this just got really deep into the geek. I, deeper into the geek than I've ever been. So uh, as far as G.I. Joe goes. Anyway, uh, yeah, the script was, was horrible. I mean, I fell asleep three times, and it didn't matter. <laughs> wow, really? I missed nothing. I fell asleep. He was keeping score, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, to, to his credit, it was a late show at 1030. Okay. So, and I'm yeah. an old man. Yes, uh, you are. No, I, I mean, really, it was like the, the, there was a thing with what, what's the, the – the, uh, the oh. chameleon, Zar- Zartan. Zartan, yeah. Zartan was, the master uh, of disguise. Yeah, master of disguise. <laughs> At the end, it's revealed who he's hidden himself as. And I said, well, did I like, I mean, I assumed it, but did I miss some sort of reveal that that was, you know. I, no, they tried, to, they tried to keep it a secret, like it was going to be a big reveal. But when they show him being like his face transform, they show his hair turning gray. Well, the only other person in the movie full of beautiful people that had gray hair was the person he turned into at the right, end. Right. So, so you're just kind of like, well, we all knew that's and, what he was going and, and to and be. I want to say, you know, in a way, casting was I mean, terrible. I know, I know it's fiction. I know it's fiction, and it's fiction. but really, in a world in which right now our country is being torn apart by whether or not the fiction of was Barack Obama born, born in the United States or not. <laughs> They cast a British actor with no attempt to hide his accent as the president of the United States in the near future. I'm like, <laughs> where's the outrage on that? <laughs> you know, I want to see his birth certificate. I think it just proves how racist this country is because the only the Joe who is consistently getting arrested in this movie is Marlon Wayans. The black guy. Yeah. He, I just love Joe the fact while black. Nate's, Nate's grin just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> He's not saying anything. <laughs> Say something, Nate. Share the pain. Let I it wanna, out. I want to point out that there you did miss something. I don't remember what it was. When you, you sat closer than me. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't remember what you missed, but we talked about it. And you're like, I didn't see that. It, it happened. But, uh, but did it matter? <laughs> I'd like to say that I did give the slow clap standing ovation at the end of the film <laughs> and was joined by one other person. And everyone else looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> there was irony. A lot Did of irony. Did you stand up and do the slow oh, yeah. clap? It was a slow clap standing O. I mean, it was sarcastic. And it's said in the near future. And I realized, that, no, the near future is now. Because I think, I, I fear that this is where movies are going. With all the people defending it is going, this is stupid fun. This is, a, if I could fall asleep three times. Kids of, of Lawn's <laughs> generation can sit there and that text. That might be the podcast Can title. text and Twitter. And through this, and it doesn't matter that they're paying attention to that because they're really, it's really just the <laughs> background. Were the kids playing Game Boys this during what, this? This is what ultimately entertainment is supposed to be. You can just shift your focus. I'm a GI Joe movie. No, but you know I've what? I've fallen asleep three times. You know what though? For I mean, we <laughs> sitting at the movie theater before, waiting for everybody to show up, like the the previous screening let out. Yeah. Oh, and just the looks on people's faces coming out. Like I even heard one guy going. That was so bad. I was just like, "Oh man, we're we're so done." And then, didn't you ask guy at the? I did. The I asked the guy who I bought my ticket yeah, from. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it yet? And he's like, "Yeah." And I said, "It's terrible, right?" And he kind of looked at me like he didn't want to say anything. I was like, "Dude, I know it's going to be bad. You can tell me." He's like, "It's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen." <laughs> In fact, that same man would not sell me a ticket as I looked like a mature uh, yeah. moviegoer of taste. Right. 
would not believe me that that's what I wanted to buy a ticket for. <laughs> He's like, dude, trust me. Take Come my on, word for it. You want to see Harry Potter Mary, again? Yeah. The, the Last Resort or whatever. There's a Miley Cyrus movie in <laughs> four. A perfect getaway. Uh, well, no, but, it was Century no. 22. It was a you know, big dome. And you know, if you're going to see a crap movie, you've got to see it on the best screen. In the <laughs> no, but let's, let's just – if you're going to see a crap movie, you've got to go with 12 other, 12 other people that are going to all make fun of it with you. But, that won't, film, sit, but won't sit with me. You uh-huh. sat like – Ten rows ahead I of us. I sat directly in the middle of the theater. You guys were really far in the back. Uh, well, you know, he has I, bad eyes. I, I, I wanted to be scared. Um, no, it, but but really, seriously, the set design terrible, costumes terrible, everything terrible. I mean, like, seriously, they could have replaced every single actor with their plastic icon, and it would have been. They could have done it with toys, and you know what? And, Speaking and, of that, and you saw that the so right, no, no, that was the right. It was no invasion of Cobra, Cobra Island that, did that, by toys, they, yes. and that was more compelling <laughs> than the one with. Real people and in it. Funnier. It made a lot of jokes in yeah. it as well. That was at the music video. That not yet. We're not there no, yet. No, we're like not Hasbro there yet. Okay, we're did. not done with the rant yet. No, we are not. I mean, it was just there were so many bad things. And I'm going to say on a serious level, a serious note. Again, please. I'm pissed off about this for the same reason I was pissed off about Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. If the script is written by three-year-olds, <laughs> make it appropriate for the children who are going to uh. buy the toy. And this was not they. They blow people's heads off, literally. Mm-hmm. They stab people in the eye in the first three minutes. They keep doing that. Like I was like, one. in the head too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and right through the chest. Do, Aren't there toys that reproduce that though? No, oh, God, I hope not. Not I, we can blow know. with head blowing off. Action. But I'm going to go with here's how stupid with it is. Eye stabbing okay. action. You're going to assume. Let's we'll go back to the rant. But I'm I'm mad that Hollywood keeps making toy commercials. Yes. that are not appropriate for the children that you're going to buy the toy for. Indeed, but it's mostly the 50 year olds who are standing in line when Toys R Us are I opening. I am not 50. Go in to buy those. I'm toys. not going to buy the toys. I refuse. <laughs> Have you it's, ever been to a Toys R Us when it opens on the day that they get a shipment? Yeah. It's pathetic. That was a terrible really? time in my life. I don't oh, like to God. talk about it. It was early in my... Okay, G.I. Joe. And why, don't, the, and why don't those guys shower? But let's talk about it. And I think what's our favorite scene, we all agreed, was when Cobra uh, actually invades the G.I. Joe headquarters. <laughs> okay. And everyone's asleep. Wait, we've got Christopher Eccleston in this movie. Is yes. He, he good With at that, all? Thick Scottish accent. Yeah, I know. I saw that. He's like... So what? What operation? Or what, no, what? This is one of those movies. It reminded me of Mission Impossible Two, where you know you didn't know how many of these things were actually uh, people would rip off their masks. You know, everybody had masks in that movie. Thank you. In this one, in this one, everybody's a hologram. There's like all these scenes where you're not sure anybody's actually real because they keep like reaching out for each other and hands passing. Well, you know over. what it was? Whoever uh, tactile holograms. Yes, you, you could see that there was some kind of pressure except being for, put on. Except them. for uh, for Hawk, when General Hawk appeared, he was actually only a 2D hologram because yeah. yeah. they show him flat. But you know nice. what it was? Whoever nice. did the graphics probably was like, "Look, I already did two of these. You want me to do a couple more? I mean, <laughs> okay, like, go ahead." Like, oh, when I actually I, I a special on six. So Okay. Yeah. Look what I learned the other week. But, but so here's the scene. So they attack the G.I. Joe headquarters with these huge mole drilling uh, devices. The boring devices. Boring devices from the cartoon, right? Is that when you fell asleep with the boring the, devices? No, they were that boring. <laughs> but but this does not set off an alarm. They ram through the side. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. literally. Storm, wow, is that an earthquake? Storm Shadow and the Baroness walk down this huge empty hangar. And then Storm Shadow like flicks a sword and one G.I. Joe Falls down dead. It's like he was peeing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only one. The they only guy his, on guard. They get, as far, they get as far as General Hawk's bedroom. Do they not have good latrine service? Dennis Quaid is like bleeding and goes, and he hits the alarm. The like, silent bank <laughs> alarm under his desk. <laughs> it's like, 
they they got this far and nobody noticed this tactical elite team is that asleep? And Zartan got in by just wearing somebody's uniform. Oh, yeah. that was great. Yes, he whistles. The bear went over the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was he's a jolly good fellow. No, the, or same thing. Same, same thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> For my generation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's the younger version. Right. Right. It was just it gone. This was so you're no, saying I should wait for the DVD. I'm saying no. You have to see it on the big screen. <laughs> but make sure you go with twelve other people. If we suffered, Rick, you must suffer. Wait, more, I want. I want to take us. We need like the top like three it. worst parts of GI Joe. Top three. What? What are some of the? Let's go worst parts. What was your I think worst? The worst part is what he just said, where they just walk right in mm-hmm. and the so-called air quotes elite that uh, Duke and Ripcord can't even make it in. Uh, are all dead before anybody hits the alarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna say Snake Eyes's mouth was uh, <laughs> terrible. What? Uh, Explain, please. Meaning that he Snake Eyes is just like you know hooded. you don't normally see Snake Eyes's mouth. Well, it's drawn. It's sculpted into his mask. So oh, full lips. He's got very full lips. Very full so lips. he can mm-hmm. breathe. Kind of sensual. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is so sensual that Snake it's Eyes. Terrible. Uh, the Baroness being. Bad because she has black hair, but when she's good, she's a blonde. You know, nanomites, what? Yeah, yeah nanomites. She's got nanomites. Yeah, um, which is sort of like crabs. Nanomites. Very similar to termites and crabs. Yeah, they have an explanation. Just shave. I would say the single the worst thing that because this ties in the bareness thing is that all the main characters, good and bad, actually all knew each other five beforehand. Years before. all. Did they all, all go to school together? Pretty much. Basically, the yeah. army. So Duke Duke was engaged to the Baroness. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. No, no. Whose brother is his best friend? Her little brother. Her oh. little brother it's was his Commander. second best friend because Ripcord was his best friend. Right. Um, and and his little brother, her little brother, is the guy is the army. This is to scientist. This is to who's uh, going attract to, the Twilight crowd. Who's right? going to grow up and become Cobra Commander? Oh my god! So, and and it really literally has this. I can tell you all about her, and then the next scene, and then they well, all break into a dance about the basketball game that's no, no, coming no, up. No, 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 no. She says, "I can tell you all about. I can tell you all about her, and this is how he's going to get his way in." And then the very next scene, which which character oh. in the incomprehensible accent? Uh, oh, comes in yeah, and explains, the guy they give all the exposition uh, to is the Moroccan uh, translator, <laughs> or communicator guy. <laughs> I just did right now. I, I, Kato. That, by Kato. the way, is David Tishman throwing in his two cents. And we're grateful for it. You've worked in Hollywood. Explain G.I. Joe to us. Uh, so, but, and they all... No. <laughs> they all knew each other. So that was just like... It, it was horrible. So many bad Wait, things. This left, is the best rant ever. And then, and then how about that, that explosion in which they had... Uh, Channing Tatum on a wire. Oh, oh right. <laughs> and he was, Stop right there. And he was falling slower, was it right? He was falling yeah. slower than all the actual debris. He was still floating the while everything was falling down. <laughs> and then uh, let's not forget. I'm not kidding. This is so sloppily directed. <laughs> Spoilers are on here, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, already said who Cobra oh, we're totally ripping in. Feathers Am I mistaken, or was Brendan Fraser supposed to be Sergeant Slaughter? Yes, Did Brendan Fraser shows up. Sergeant Slaughter shows up with five words of dialogue. Oh, uh, yep. I never heard it say Sergeant Slaughter. I heard him say Sergeant, and I didn't hear Slaughter. But okay. you said you heard Slaughter. I so. could swear. I mean, well, who I else is be mistaken? Be? In the credit, I think you're right. In the credits, he was listed as Sergeant Slaughter. I thought in the IMDb they listed him as Gung Ho or something, but 
Well, they clearly said Sergeant somebody, and I thought they said Slaughter, and I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, well, why didn't Sergeant Slaughter just play Sergeant Maybe it was Slaughter? Sergeant Slurrer. Sergeant Slaughter, <laughs> however, let's take this for this is a good segue. Sergeant Slaughter, however, did make it into the act into the music video. Ah, uh, yes, the ballad of G.I. Joe. The ballad of G.I. Joe. Which showed up on Funny or Die. die. It's a Funny or Die. This is a Funny or Die, not not affiliated actually with the G.I. Joe franchise. No, but I I don't know who the actual songwriters are because I saw it on a different site, so I didn't see. What was the, some company produced it. It was like two C's, like something films or Chico Films. Whoever it was, they have these two guys as folk singers. No, they're, they're the Dreadnoughts. They're two dread. They're oh, dressed as two of the dreadnoughts. No, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> all awesome. I saw was it was like fake Ripper beards. and Torch. I it think. was fake beards. That's all I got. Was uh, for some reason they were wearing thick fake beards. Yeah, they were two dreadnoughts, and they start singing this ballad. What What does GI Joe do, do after After Dark? Yeah, yeah. once they go, it would, night falls on on, on GI Joe headquarters and uh, the Cobra. What's the Cobra Command called? The Terrordrome. The Terrordrome, and it was so dang fun. And it's full. did you see that? No, I was oh, Julianne, Julianne Moore plays Scarlet, and so through the lyrics, Henry like, Rollins is Duke. Duke. Nice. So, and, and they casting. all and, and all <laughs> the actors, you know, lip sync. So it was way the, better the casting than the movie. Exactly, <laughs> it was. And, Zach, and Zach the point, Galifianakis was the sailor. The uh, oh, shipwreck. No, no, was, no. no, no, he wasn't shipwreck. Um, no, he's sn- snow job. Oh yeah, he was yeah. snow job, right? Nice. Um, Man. But the sailor was somebody famous too. It, it, I didn't remember shipwreck, but um, but the thing I was going to point out to him was the one thing that the music video did was it actually because a lot of people were all complaining about G.I. Joe this the movie about how they changed their costumes and stuff, and they said, "Oh well, we didn't want it to look like the village people fighting terrorists or something like that." Well, the one thing this video did was they had everybody in their their like truest to action figure like costumes. And they all looked great. And it was one of those things where I'm all, why didn't they just yeah, do these? so simple. Why couldn't the movie right. do that? They were like, these costumes worked on screen if you just lit them right and showed them the Cobra right Commander way. Cobra Commander looked awesome yeah. as Cobra Commander boogieing down because he has a thing for 70s music. Right, but they showed. <laughs> I mean, Who doesn't? Was he wearing the hood or the helmet? The helmet. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, But it was it was awesome. It was just kind of one of the. And like they even showed the guy like at Zartan with the, he had the, the face paint it on was everything. Billy Crudup. Was that Billy, Billy Crudup? Oh, my God. <laughs> Did he turn blue in the light? No. No, no. That's, no. That's but he didn't know who he He's looking in the mirror. He doesn't know who he is. Right. Am I the real Zartan? <laughs> who am I if I'm not? Yeah. We're, it's uh, awesome. So, you know what? I think tonight I better go home and just link to it and put it on. Yeah. Put it on the site. Yes. Because I thought, well, it had been out for a couple of days, but August. it's hilarious. It. It's hilarious. So, yeah. I, that I will, I'll see right now. I will, I will link it. It, it is. Yeah. It. And I was like, well, you know, seriously, I mean, that was my reaction watching it. Not only was I laughing, but I'm like, if I had seen these guys running around in these costumes, I would have liked this so much And that, here's the, the argument for that, too. You know how they said some of the, the people who were saying the movie's actually good? They're saying, oh, it's just good, cheesy, campy fun. No, we know what good, cheesy, campy right, fun is. But had it would have been the real movie with the real characters. Well, had they put these costumes in it, I would have maybe felt a little more yes. cheesy, campy. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, yeah. let's have a good time with it. Okay. But they tried to take it so seriously. Right. I have one more question. There's an underwater ice explosion, by the way, in which all oh, the ice awesome. sinks. Maybe there was metal in the You ice. know, they have such appreciation for <laughs> physics. What about the accelerator suits? They're only there for one scene, but again, it's, it's just one scene. It wasn't well, one long as bad up. as I thought it would be because it's no. justified. It's just one more thing. No, they were. It's not justified, but it but, wasn't as bad as I thought. It, it was bad at the end, though, when they show Warren uh, Lane's running up and he's running at normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like jogging up to the van. 
hey, the mission's over. Well, and he acts dumb. Really I mean, I mean, and you've seen this. They show this in the commercial where, like, they, they there's a moving train. Right. And, one of them jumps and, through. And Duke jumps over, and he's like, you know, you can do that? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, because you were jumping that high just a second ago. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's like, and that, it's a shame because, you know, I'm going to say something weird. Marlon Wayans is probably out of the Wayans clan. Yeah. Possibly the best actual actor. Agreed. And and maybe that's not saying much, but it is to me. That's I, correct. But, you know, I mean, he really was just, I mean, they just treated that character so stupidly. And he, and if he's Well, because be this, he was the, I, I hate uh, to say it, he was the black sidekick character. Yeah, I, well, exactly. But That's how they treated him. So was, we're, we're uh, to summarize. I we're can't saying, sum it up. We're I, saying. Oh, wait, I have this one is, good thing. <laughs> one good thing. Yes. Okay. Scarlet was hot. Okay. Okay. So to summarize, we're saying... And they say the more you know, twice. Not yeah. in the theater. Oh, Maybe not in the DV wait for on-demand. I'm saying... Free on-demand. You know what? Free if, it's, if it's three in the morning and you're watching sci-fi, go ahead and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should let it go at that. Yes. I forgot a plug. All right. Come on in. <laughs> we're here with David Tishman, special guest this week, writer of the wild, new Wildstorm book, Red Herring. Uh, and no. there it is. Yes. Lon yes. has his signed copy. I just wanted to make sure you didn't Hold it up mess the up the name. Hold so. it up. Yeah, make sure. Yeah. And, uh, do we call you David? Sounds do we good. call you Tishman? We're not sure. We've heard rumors you can, both ways. As long as you call me. <laughs> just don't call him late for dinner. Oh, He's heard okay. about you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've we've met before many okay. times. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it is it is nice to have you here. And Thank you. Let's talk about Red Herring. Uh, so... New book, basically into conspiracy theory. Well, well, why don't you talk about what the book is about? Sell it to those who haven't picked it up yet. You know, the fools. We uh, we like to we like to call Red Herring a, uh, a conspiracy theory with humor. Uh, sort of the X Files meets The Daily Show. Hmm. For those okay. of you who like a nice clean one liner. <laughs> um, nice log line. Very yes, good. Yeah. thank you. Uh, this this book is. Uh, Co-created with uh, by me and Philip Bond, who uh, does the art, who's phenomenal. Phenomenal art, yeah, I like the art a lot. It's great. Mm-hmm. And um, our main character is a guy named Teddy Herring, and he has red hair. Yes, he is our red herring. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the girl, the luscious girl on the cover, um, Philip did quite a nice job. He did with you the know? lacy broad. It you know, he he's very cartoony, and yet there was something very alluring about her. There's a if you ever see the is script, that wrong to say? No, no, no. If, if you ever see the script, it's there's honest. about a, a half a page of description just about that bra. Uh, her <laughs> oh. name, which is, of you wrote that? That'll be in the absolute. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, her name is Maggie McGuffin. Mm-hmm. So it's Red Herring and the McGuffin. Oh, yes. Nice. The first time that two uh, literary terms have teamed up. <laughs> to fight a global conspiracy that may or may not be about aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's you know there is there is danger and people die and people get the crap beat out of them, uh, and then you turn the page and hopefully you laugh out loud. So yeah. is this a limited series? Is it? This is, is uh, six issues. Six issues tells the whole story. Uh, well, the it first is. Arc. It is intended. To be a series of six issue minis, each one addressing another okay. conspiracy. All the sort of conspiracies that we hear about 
and then we kind of skewer them. So in, will you in our own bring form. them out in volumes, maybe, or is it just going to be Red Herring issue seven? Or no, no, no. I think we would we would, it would subtitle be, the later uh, Red Herring. You know, the new yeah, the, the new, new thing. Okay, yes. returns yeah. strikes yes. back. Yeah, sure. You know, so I'd actually like to mention some of the other characters because by you guys, all means, you guys no, this is your like chance. The, you guys seem to like those character names. So, uh, you know. We we have uh, a guy in here named uh, Meyer Wiener. Meyer Wiener, yes, we we did laugh about that. And uh, was... uh, I believe in the next issue, in issue two, you will meet uh, his girlfriend, Meyer's girlfriend, Penny Candy. Oh, okay. And uh, mm. I was afraid it was going to be something fun. I know. I was really you know that was so much nicer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and 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 frankly, our our personal favorite is uh, a dirty cop named Afi Coleman. I did uh, and, catch that. In and the, for that one, I don't. I don't for catch. All, see, it's uh, clearly uh, a gentile. Yeah, uh, it, is, uh, it, it may be the first time that a Passover a joke Passover. has actually made it into. You play hide a, the Afi Coleman is a game that the children play at Passover. Oh, oh. okay, got and, it. And I will tell you right now. I hope this isn't giving too much away. It takes <laughs> it takes us six issues, but I will get that guy into a napkin by the end. <laughs> Our All Jewish right. listeners are dying that, right now. <laughs> always good with the Passover humor. We're That's big awesome. in the Borscht Belt. Yes. Okay, very, very big. Uh, cool. Us and the ghost of Danny Kay. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so last week when, when we were exchanging emails about this, you threatened to take over and talk about conspiracy theories. So, uh, you know, what inspired – you said you co-created this with, with Philip. Yes. Who approached who and – This was a this, uh, of, this was a snowy – New Jersey Day. Oh, t- tell us the myth. Go ahead. Yes. And uh, I come. I hail from New Jersey, mm-hmm. actually. And uh, Philip and Shelley live in New Jersey now. And uh, Philip and I worked together on the wonderful Angel and the Ape. Oh, uh, yes, which yes. Howard Chaikin and I wrote, and Philip drew uh, at Vertigo. <laughs> and we had had a lot of fun on that. And we were always talking about working together again. And I said. Now, I've been having this idea, and really, it, it, it came from the idea of these two characters working together. And really, if you have a character named Red Herring and you have a character named the MacGuffin, what are they going to do? You know, they're not going to open a deli. You know, see, they, clearly they not could. all the Jewish humor works. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it is a Gentile table. Okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> so, uh, and we just started spitballing from there. And, you know, Philip has his favorite conspiracies. Mm-hmm. He's a big chemtrails guy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I... You listen to a lot of Coast to Coast, then, do you? Oh, I love Coast to Coast. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Okay, but see, here's... You know, I'm trying to get on Coast to Coast. Oh, well, we'll see what we can do. All right. It, do you know them? <laughs> no. You're going to pull some strings We're there, magic, Derek? Though. You're on the radio. Hey. They're on the radio. Hey, we got Jane Wheedland to talk to the people on Astro Boy. We can make anything happen, so go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You interviewed Jane Wheedland? Oh, yeah. Multiple times. Really? Yes. She hugged us. Uh, there's several questions I want to ask you when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I will only answer them when we're done. <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about Coast to Coast because I really, I really, I love it. Art Bell, he was great. George Nori, he's great too. Here's the thing. In a different way. In yeah. a different way. George Nori believes everything. Art Bell, there were times you'd be listening and you'd be like, okay, you know what? I just don't believe that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, the guy would call up and he'd say... Uh, you know, I, I woke up one night and I looked in the mirror and I saw the spirit of my dead aunt. Art Bell would be like, okay, look, you were high. But <laughs> George Norrie's like, okay, 
we'll be talking about mirror spirits after this. <laughs> and then he goes on for like three hours. You know, he's got five hours of programming. This is probably not a good way to get on a show, is no, it? No, but you uh, – well, you know. It's okay. I don't know that he listens to uh, – I doubt that he does. But, I don't you know. know. But, you know no, but he'll be- – if he believes everything, he'll believe that, that we- you want to be on the show. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. He'll believe that this is, in fact, a mirror spirit. Absolutely. <laughs> we are all shadow people. See, I, I don't – the thing, the great thing about conspiracies is, especially in today's world, I don't necessarily believe in conspiracies, but I believe that they're possible. Okay. Okay? Yeah, like enough. chemtrails. Do I really believe chemtrails? No. Is it possible, though? Absolutely. Is yeah. it possible that the Windsors killed Princess Diana? It's possible. I'm just saying. There's <laughs> health care reform. And it's that, possible. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> right? There are, there's a large number of people in collusion trying to make that happen. Exactly. Is it legislation or is it a conspiracy? Really. Hard to tell. It depends on which side of the aisle you're on. So which would be your favorite conspiracy theory? Currently. I mean, it's hard to choose one, I know. Um... You know, I like I like things like. Uh, have you been to Graceland? No, I have not. You know, the whole Elvis working for the FBI kind of thing. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> like the like I love those. Well, deputized by Nixon. And, yes, yeah. Debu- and and I love when the FBI is like uh, uh, working with the mafia to kill people, and the CIA is flooding the streets with cheap drugs. Like that, those are the kind of conspiracies. Good I times. Like. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who did a series about cult? Uh, that's a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody did a series about Elvis uh, working for uh, with a crew. It was almost like a Buckaroo Banzai thing. I, I, I think I, it was a radio show. Really? Radio yeah. Well, something else for us to look for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, American radio. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Let's check hmm. this out. Well, all right. Uh, so uh, Red Herring says for six issues now. I, and you like working with Philip Bond. I, the last series you wrote, which I believe correctly was for Vertigo, this time, right? Yes, yeah, it was. Greatest Hits. Greatest Hits. Uh, the, so proud. I am, I'm proud. You know, I get the two imprints confused. I hate to say that. I know it's wrong of me. I'll never make it. You get them confused because they're both just so wonderful. It, it, it's true. And they both, well, to me, they both are sort of that, that same kind of edgy material. You know, they're striking in, in similar directions for me. But um, Greatest Hits in which you uh, envision what if basically superheroes have been treated sort of like pop stars yes. in the 60s and forward. Um, and you work with Phil Winslade on that, right? Was that, no. No, I'm sorry. Glenn Fabry. Glenn Fabry. You can just ask He's him just, who he worked with. Really? Yeah. Batting a thousand. I know. Oh, okay. So Glenn Fabry. And Didn't you do a pre-interview too? I, I did. At uh-huh. some point during the interview, Derek will make you cry. Uh, will I? Oh, yeah. fantastic. He does that too. If everyone. you could be a tree. But, it's know. more like a purple, purple nurple. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. Later. So, yeah. No, Glenn Fabry being, uh, I think, a lot more uh, kind of realistic. Do you, do you find yourself changing your – do you have to change your style between these two – Oh, it's comple- the, the tone of those two is completely different, mm-hmm. which is really one of the things that I love about comics for me is that I'm not pegged as, you know. The funny conspiracy guy. The funny conspiracy guy. Yes, I can be that today and tomorrow I can be the, you know, hard-nosed, cynical, uh, anti-hero 1950s guy. Yeah. 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 Well, I was going to ask that because obviously you have dabbled in other media uh, (laughs) and and yet you keep coming back to comics. Yeah. I love comics. 
I love I you know it's um, it's a lot harder than people think you know people mm-hmm. think you just sort of sit there and you write funny books and out they go and um, but I actually I love the the publishing process um, you love the publishing I process. Actually, I love the publishing process I actually I really enjoy uh, working with my editors sometimes they don't enjoy working with me but I enjoy working with them um, I love working with different artists and you know Specifically to this book, Philip and I have been very, very collaborative in this, and that's been really great. And more, um, I'm collaborative with the artists that I work with, but because we created it together, there's been a little bit more back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, his notes are really good. His notes are really good. And he points things out. There's several times, like in issue five, he's like, well, what about, you know, what about the mm-hmm. gun? Mm, damn, what about the gun? I have to fix that. That's, yeah. what, that's what captions are for. Um, <laughs> good. I have uh, a question. Did uh, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier. How long did it take you to get Red Herring off the ground and going? How long, Was this a project that you'd had for a while, or is this something that... You could just call them, right, and say, I've got a project. You, you know? Again, you must have me mistaken with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> there must be another Tishman floating around. Um you know, this is an idea. It's it's a lot to wrap your head around, right? And trying to do humor in comics today mm-hmm. is not an easy thing. I mean, I think I think we do a great job of it. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing. Uh, I'm just thrilled that Wildstorm. You know, Scott Peterson, my editor, Hank, all the guys at Wildstorm embraced this and loved the concept from the beginning mm-hmm. and said, "Let's do this." Right. But I mean, no. did it take? Was it a long like did, from? Like, is this something you just kind of had in the last year? Oh, or so, I see. Or? Um, you know what? We did a couple drafts of the proposal, mm-hmm. so it did take a little bit of a while. Okay. And um, I'm, I'll say I'm methodical. Okay. And uh, Philip can be methodical, mm-hmm. so a lot of time goes into, is it just right? Right. And then triple thinking it um but i think all to to the betterment of the book yeah and it sounds like you're you're many issues ahead if not outright yes. finished with the series so yes. you can say that is something to tout this this is a book that we are that it will oh, come out on time it will come out on- <laughs> and, i mean because yes. it is you know that's a bit of a problem not necessarily for you but but you know a lot of books even for even from that company are uh you know, delayed. So that's so that's great. That we are, are we are going to be on time and and happy about it. Yeah, great. Uh, so let's talk a little about your dabbling in other media, still going comic book wise. Because last year you executive produced. Yes, Trailer Park of Terror, the greatest title ever. <laughs> yes, so really, tell us about that about that film. Which um, earlier you said you should see it, and I haven't seen it. You, so you should see it. Um, <laughs> I, I, Trailer Park of Terror uh, is started out as a comic book mm-hmm. from Imperium. Um, do you know those guys? Uh, I have gone by their booth many times. Okay. That's they're, about all I can, I'll be they're honest. They're great guys. Yeah. And um, I, at the time, I had a, uh, I had a first look deal with MTV Films mm-hmm. specifically to find comic book properties that we could turn into movies. Actually, I remember that. We talked right? about, we talked before, about yeah. that. And this is one of the things that I brought to them. And... Everybody looked at me like, you know, they usually do. You know, Tishman's crazy. <laughs> and I kept saying, they were like, well, what's the movie? And I'm like, it's a movie. You just, you hear that title, Trailer Park of Terror, and 
you know, obviously you need to have a take and you need to have a script and all those wonderful things. But at the same time, you also know when it's a movie mm-hmm. and it's a movie. And I found uh, an independent producer named Jonathan Bogner. And Jonathan and I optioned the everybody in town passed. And Jonathan and I optioned the material. And we developed a script. And Jonathan found uh, backers. And we made the movie. And the movie was ultimately released uh, by Summit as a DVD movie. Um, but to this day, I think... You know, as far as a comic book movie goes, it may be the only one that actually was independently optioned, you know, script financed, and then actually a movie made all independently. Okay. And it is it is a great little horror movie. Stephen Goldman is our director, and he comes out of music videos. Okay. And there's a lot of music in the movie, and it's southern rock music, and mm. it really works. And we had Drax Studios doing the uh, zombie makeup, or you know whether you want to call them zombies or ghouls, or they're dead basically. <laughs> um, and you know we did this movie. It was an 18-day shoot. There was three hours of makeup every day to get those guys into mm-hmm. the into that those prosthetics. And um, it, it's fun. It's fun. And it should be available on Amazon at Blockbuster, oh, yeah. all those places. You know, people should be yes. able to go out and get this. All right. And through that, then it goes back to comics because you had as one of your stars Trace yes. Atkins. Trace Atkins was in the movie. He had a, he had a small part. He plays the devil. Uh, and he was great. And He's going to get typecast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't let him hear you say that because mm-hmm. he is large. Yeah. Uh, I'm fast. That's good to know. You're getting older and slowing down, Rick. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, And recently, uh, through uh, some other comics works, I'm friends with Kevin Gardner from 12 Gauge Comics in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And Kevin and I were talking about some stuff and people we wanted to work with. And we had this idea. Um, We wanted to do sort of a southern revenge story, uh, Walking Tall, Billy Jack, kind of those kind of movies. Um, I, I actually I, I mentioned this in in one of the interviews that we did, but sort of cyclically, when your horror movies start, you know, your horror movies, when horror movies start to fail, <laughs> mine at yeah. the yeah. box office, uh, a lot of times you go, or traditionally we've gone to sort of revenge movies. Okay. And we were talking about this last summer, and a couple horror movies had sort of fizzled. Uh, not Trailer Park of Terror, but some others. Certainly. And um, we came up with this idea called Luke McBain, which is about a guy who returns to his small town after 14 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. Of course Essential. not. Essential. Of course not. Essential. And he finds out that the town is, has changed a lot since he's been gone, and his family's involved, and his brother, and his brother's kind of no good. Ex-girlfriend. They're very... Clearly, Did you see this Clearly, movie? you've I, seen the script Many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet and, they keep making them. They're awesome. And, you know, we we talked to Trace and, and his uh, manager, and they really liked it. And we have, uh, do you know Cody Chamberlain? Uh, yeah. I, I'm trying, I, I know does, I've read some stuff over He does it. punks yes. with uh, Josh Fialkov, and he did uh, 30 Days of Night book. Mm-hmm. And he also did... Um, Sorry, Cody. No, there, it's it, been optioned. There's a book he wrote uh, I that I've been reading about uh, death coming to us. Well, it was like a 
uh, Sergio Leone Western, and, and I can't great. think of the title. But and, he's from, his work. and he's from Louisiana. Okay. So, uh, and Cody is perfect for this. And uh, the first script is written. We have almost a full issue. Um, it'll probably be done and lettered by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. We come out in November. Mm-hmm. Four issues. And uh, it's a fun book. From 12 Gauge Press. So that's 12 right? Gauge Comics. Uh, 12 Gauge Comics. And we, we've got to. Uh, Continuing to bat a thousand. Uh, well, you know, whatever. Uh, so, but we got to make sure we get it right so that people can check it out in Diamond. Yes. Is, and here's the thing if, you know, Trace has sold a lot of albums. And it was it was crazy at Comic Con. He was great on Celebrity Apprentice too. He came in second. Came in second. Yeah. Um, Celebrity Apprentice and Trailer Park of Terror. Yeah. Like I said, he's <laughs> yeah. going to get typecast. And a lot of like families came up and kids and moms and they all know who he is. Uh, you don't have to like his music to like the story. It is still a kick-ass story. Mm-hmm. By page four, he's picked up an axe handle and he's beating the crap out of people, which is kind of what you want to see. That, yeah. I want to see it right now. We're not arguing with you. Right. Get the axe handle. <laughs> Wait five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and so that's coming oh. coming soon. And We have to we have to make sure that he gets... Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that there's, there's a crowd people of people. to gather right back around the table. There are so people David, with axe handles at the autograph the table. That's out in November, but Red Herring, Herring is out right is out now. Today. Right now, absolutely today, absolutely, and it's fantastic. We've read it, and, and I liked it a lot. I've and read it. I bought it on Lon's recommendation. Uh, well, yeah, I read it this afternoon. I like it quite a bit. So that makes four of us. Exactly. There we go. Well, there I would go. hope you like it. All right. So good. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thank and, you for uh, having me. And sign away, man. I- <laughs> <laughs> That was, Excellent. That yeah. was very cool. Uh, let's talk about some – let's get back to movies if we can because, uh, again, I know I feel like I am keep going to Rick. Rick got excited about something he read about in Entertainment Weekly. Oh, yeah. Uh, a film – Miley Cyrus has got a new – no, no. It's not. <laughs> Is that about the Red Dawn remake? She's got a new, <laughs> new She's gig. She's Wolverines. <laughs> yeah. Did you read all about that? No. The, all the new casting? No. How well, could they do Red Dawn again with the Soviet They're doing Union's Red gone? Dawn again. Yeah. What is it against? Connor the... Cruz is in it. Who's Connor Cruz? Who's invading? Who do you think his dad is? Tom Cruise? Yeah. Oh, Yemeni Cruz. Yeah. Yemeni? That was an EW. But anyways, Rick was going to tell about his movie. I found notice, and you guys all knew about it ahead of time, about this zombie movie. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's about some kids in Europe that are off vacationing, oh, right. and they are on a mountain, and all of a sudden these Nazi zombies come out of the thing. And you said it's they're like, actually oh, yeah, med students this. or something. Yeah, or, yeah, but I, but, I think, but the name uh, of the movie is Dead Snow. Dead Snow. I mean, little two inch thing in EW, and I just like I gotta find this movie. Yeah, I think it's finally getting U.S. release, and that's why I mean I was aware of it having been shot a couple of years ago. It was a big hit at Sundance, or at least yeah, um, I think that's a. It, yeah. That's where it got kind of a lot of steam. So, so so it's finally getting its release. And what I, if I understood the, I, I think I read the EW thing too, that if I understood that correctly, there's it's like some in some on demand systems. Yeah, it's available uh, on demand with a an English dubbed version, but art houses. If we can still use that phrase, I don't know if oh, that's sure. Still Do exists. they still exist? Yeah. Camera six, the cameras, the camera seven, twelve. Camera three, twelve, seven, um, fourteen, forty-five, forty-five. That uh, that uh, Dead Snow is being released in its original. Uh, I want to say it's Norwegian, but I'm, I'm doing so well with my right. with my citations tonight. I don't know. It could actually be Chinese. It's some kind of Euro thing, you know. Um, you know, so, something. So yeah. Nordic. 
So, so zombies, Nazis, it's a and great And done combination. for funny, yeah. If you peek around, I think there are some, like, clips online that you can uh, see. Because I remember when it was about to hit Sundance, like, some websites posted, like, extended clips that were pretty funny and pretty cool. So Because when I think zombies, I can't think of a better entertainment value than zombies. Well, here's the thing about that. It's... Your your two like great movie villains, Nazis and zombies. and zombies. You know, two that you can totally just annihilate with any. You know, with with oh, no. Man. It's like the Reese's peanut butter cup of films. <laughs> yeah. I got you got Nazis in my zombies. Oh, that's awesome! But didn't you hear something about zombies this week, Juan? I did, you, but are we there yet? We're not quite this, there yet. We're, we're not there. Well, yeah. I don't know. We uh, District Nine opens this week. Yeah, but this is such a Nothing great transition. So let's just go right here to. There was I just had my mind blown you last did. night. You did. You saw this last Your night. Well, it was probably this morning. Yeah, my mind grapes got busted from Lan Lopez. Uh, before I went to bed last night, this morning at like three or almost. Also, oh, was technically this morning. Technically this morning, it was like three thirty. I don't know. Uh, saw an announcement. I guess Variety had been had reported. Uh, esteemed director Frank Darabont uh, is in talks, or almost c- close to completing talks. I think. It, yeah, I think it's pretty much. And for in for you know who don't know him, uh, the Green Shawshank Mile. Redemption, Shawshank Redemption, which is one of the great all time films, he and he just and did the, the Mist, the, the Green Mile. He wrote and directed the Mist. Yeah, both stories by Steve. Is Payne. in talks or final all talks three, actually to yeah. bring Robert Kurtzman's yeah. The Walking Dead to AMC Television as a television series. As a television series, Fanboy Planet favorite. Yeah, Walking the Walking Dead. Dead. Did you hear this yet? I did not hear that. Oh no, well, then it's that. news to Nate. News to Nate. That's a new, new cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> That's news to Nate. I did not know that. Yes. Now they said the whole thing's mostly going to focus on just you know the aftermath of the zombie apocalypse. Well, you so know, is and, the book. That's well, I mean, book, that's what yeah. I mean. But and and I think that if did you see the mist? I did see the mist. Now I don't know, you know, how whatever you liked it, but I thought. In the mist, at least captured that total desperation of you know survivors of a absolutely. Of a, and I think there's nobody more perfect to spearhead a Walking Dead series than Darabont. That's now why they it's said like series. Or they said it's yeah. series. Because everybody's Ongoing. everybody's trying to get into the cable series. They That's need something. Great. That's great because they don't have to look for an end to it because it'd be artificial. Against right. The right. AMC has sort of this unofficial theme that's saying of men in desperation. Yeah. So they have Mad Men, they have Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And then they have isn't there another series that they've Oh, The Prisoner. Yeah. Is coming. And do they then, do the cleaner or is that I think it's role? TNT. So uh but 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 that's it. So well, the Walking sure. Dead really is. I mean it's humanity in desperation. Right. It, it fits in their unofficial theme. The one downside to that would be The Walking Dead is pretty gruesome. So AMC isn't like a pay channel where you can show everything. Uh, but well, you don't know you what? Can, I mean, though. if you watch Breaking Bad, it's a very gruesome show. It really depends uh, okay. on what time of night they show it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I was going to say how HBO 7.30 in the morning, in the evening. How what? How HBO is AMC. Uh, Not even close. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Again, did you, have you watched Breaking Bad? Yeah, I've seen. They dissolve, you're right. Yeah, they, they dissolve a body with acid on that. Sure, and they show but they, all the everywhere. So I think they're going to be okay with that. No, yeah, I mean, I think if anything, that what you want most out of The Walking Dead is the drama, the humanity. So, yes. so I, I, yeah. I cannot. But here's the thing: it's like, give it to me now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know if I can wait a year for them to develop it or whatever. This is you know? very weird. If you at home listening, Lon looks as giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> He's actually zombies pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kirkman actually talked about that kind of at the Image. Lon, you were there. Yes. The, uh, no, not the Image comic show, the Spotlight Kirkman? of Robert Kirkman. 
mm-hmm. Robert Kirkman. At Comic-Con. Uh, he said, somebody asked him, when's a Walking Dead movie going to be made? And he's like, I don't want to make a movie. I'd rather make a TV show. And he stated, look for an announcement soon. Did you so, say that? I didn't remember did, that. He said it. He but must have I was fallen like, asleep yeah. three times. No, it wasn't G.I. Joe. Yeah. I stay awake for Kirkman. Okay. <laughs> As did Nate. Yeah. But I cannot wait. Because if they question. even get just, I mean, I could almost even see Tom Jane starring be really as Rick, cool. you know. A real, uh, you know, it would it'd be cool to have a director who had the vision and the just the guts to do that in black and white. Ooh. I That's kind of interesting. I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> Although you couldn't sell that, though. I, I could know. see Tom Jane in that role, except I think he's kind of wrapped up in that HBO hung. series, Hung. Which isn't that. It's okay. It's yeah, great. but it, I, I guess it's doing all right. But he loves working with Darabont. Uh, that's true. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, another HBO series that uh, is on the upswing this year is, is True Blood. And what do you mean so on the upswing? It's on the fast, hot no, but track. I mean, its ratings have gone up. Like oh, crazy, it's, so. it's, you know what? Well, the DVD set came out. Oh, the DVD set spiked it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. I wanted to comment on True Blood and how awesome Do it is. It. I just thought about this the other day. I like shows that I can watch that I've never seen before. You know what I mean? And I feel like True Blood, yeah, it's got your typical vampire love thing, whatever. But every week I'm seeing something where I'm like, what is this? Who is this person? What is, what is Marilyn and what's she doing? And why Marianne. is Marianne? Why is Sam acting so? You know, it's one of those where it's like, I consider myself at least a savvy viewer of some things, and it's like, <laughs> well, someone does. And if I can keep, a, you know what I mean. So if a show can keep me guessing and interested, and at the same time, kind of satisfy the the fanboy, you know, desire I like when I watch a show, you know, because yeah. there's there's sometimes you go like, oh, I'll watch this because it's smart and it's a cop drama or Great something, writing. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'll write, I'll watch this because it's got cool uh, procedural, you know, mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. But you know, it's one of those where you watch a show. A fantasy type show or whatever mm-hmm. to just you know to to be surprised or no but just to satisfy like you're say you're into supernatural stuff and you want yeah. to just see a show about that you know what i mean and i am we'll see there you go that's what i'm saying it's i think it's a, it's fantastically written acted directed uh it's creative i mean i'm totally you know who's and you're caught up right i am caught up but Rick do you not. not just love jason stackhouse I do. <laughs> you not just love. Oh, well, I, I forget I, the actor's one, name, but one of the big, and I was thinking, you know, he'd be actually make because I'm sure he's not that dumb. A good Captain America. He would make a good Captain. America. He'd be a fantastic. <laughs> he's not big enough. He's a little short. Yeah. Well, the other one who would is Alexander Skarsgård, who yes, was he's uh, big enough. Thor. He's is, too. He's too European. Nordic. Yeah, he's too European looking. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I think he's he a could, big dude. Though. I think he's a big dude, and he could do it. But uh, does he have an accent normally? Or no. Okay. No, and if you he watch, was in something else. Recently. And if you watch this last episode, not only does he do his sort of weird Nordic thing, but he also does his Hick accent. Okay, tries to pass as a human. Cool, and it's very funny. Convincing. Um, it, yeah, I, I just think no, it, I, I think he's Chris, a better Thor. He would, he he would make there. a great Thor. I would have made a great Thor, but he's not Thor. Let's get over yeah. it. Let's, let's cover that wound. That that uh, you know, one of the criticisms of the show is apparently you know everybody on it acts so dumb, and I'm thinking. That's one of the things I like about this show is actually acts dumb because they don't, you know, they're in Louisiana. The the, the thing that rocked their world was that vampires came out. That didn't mean that automatically everybody knew everything about mythology. Right. And that, you know, there's an assumption. Like, 
well, if there are vampires, you know, we go, oh, then there must be shape- werewolves, and there must be shapeshifters, there must be all these things. Right. But they don't. They don't make the connection. That. They're not people that have steeped themselves in geekdom. Right. The first, the first time you see a shapeshifter, that's kind of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was a... Uh, yeah, well, see, that was kind of the beauty of the show, though, yeah. because you... You are only exposed to a little, let's say, circle of what exists in that world. So as the show progressed, they started expanding, expanding, expanding. So you kept kind of going, is this grounded in our world? Or is now, okay, this it's grounded in our world, but then it has a little bit of this. And now as it's progressing and progressing, you just kind of go... I don't know what it's grounded in, but I like it, and it's good. You know? Yeah, but so. it's obviously the vampires have come out, but the shifters have not. I mean, they're, they're well, still sure. in the underground. Well, sure, and it's one of the things that comes up. One of the reasons it's at Merlot's and why why he went there in the first place is nobody will ask questions about his background. Right. Right. You know, nobody can conceive of these things, so but he's it was, okay. But it was just, okay, just going to say, it was just a couple episodes ago where he... He mentioned how he hated werewolves or something. You know what right. I mean? Right. It was the discussion with a woman who could change into a doe. Right? right, right. And he's like, I hate werewolves. So then you go, yeah. so now we know there's, there's that werewolves little, exist. Oh, well, no. She said, if you run into anybody else, just a couple of werewolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're they're locked in. And even he changes into another form in a later episode. So oh, I haven't th- seen that. There's, there's some Thanks you know, flexibility. Thanks for spoiler. <laughs> Again, when it's like three weeks old, I, I feel like I'm okay. I'm you are not fine. I'm anything made. But I mean, I mean, you're you're kind of a staunch critic too, though. What's your take on True Blood? I mean, what's... no, I'm loving that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, I think that that you that, know the key to that show is that you would you, you would stand a good chance of watching that show even if there were no supernatural aspects to it because the characters are kind of interesting and the things that, the and it's they get sexy. Into it. They're yeah. so. What's your favorite line out of that show, Lon? Suck it. Suck it. You have betrayed me again. <laughs> I got to say, and I know it's a little bit of a splutter, but the be- and talk about the sharpness of the writing on this. So, so Sookie is talking to Eric, and and she says something about, uh, you know, you you fall, you're fall, you're after God because he's your maker, and he says, "Don't use words you don't understand." Oh, yeah. and she says, "You love him, don't you?" She goes, "Don't use words I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> that was so great because it summed up everything about his attitude. And I'm like, I love when dialogue is that sharp yeah. and right. You know, writing is that concise. It's just, it, it's great. So, yeah, again. And like I, like I said. Actually, like, I like, the, I have caught up to at least the episode where he his origin flashback. Yes. Which was. Godric. Godric, yes. Awesome, awesome. And I love the of character of Godric. Is awesome. That yeah. whole, like his, just his, his, his presence, his speech, his like, yeah. you know, his basic kind of, uh, well, in the last episode. His, his attitude, everything. Just, right? yeah, yeah, his, his whole, phlo- where you're like sitting there going. This, he's talking like a guy who's lived yeah. thousands of years. I could just say if people have had a problem with the basic premise of, you know, because obviously the vampires are not subtly standing in for gays, and this is, and people have had a problem with that stand in, this episode really find, kind of mitigates that. This most, you know, and, and Godric's attitude sort of makes, okay, the metaphor works a lot better all of a sudden. Uh huh. And so it's 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 interesting. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's it's a, a I've got to get it's caught a damn up. fine show. You know, uh, I should also say uh, I watched a couple of DVDs that are that came out and are coming out. Back to Ed Brubaker, uh, back to comics. Ed Brubaker. We didn't talk about him, but we should have because he's part of Marvel's thing. We talked about Captain America Reborn, ah, yeah. uh, which Brubaker wrote, and the Marvel's project. Yep. Brubaker also wrote Angel of Death, starring Zoe Bell, which was a serialized movie on Crackle.com. And came out this week on DVD. And, and how is it? It's a really good low-budget crime. Does she do, like, tons of crazy stunts? She does. 
Ah, oh, then I want to check it out. It is. Uh, it is a fun. It's she's still, basically, is she still on Crackle? Or? Uh, I don't know. But now I, it's on DVD. Probably I, I know right. it's available on Blockbuster uh, at Blockbuster because I saw it this week. I think it's on demand it, as well. I would okay. expect that. And I got to say, I mean, I know that they. I, I didn't watch it on Crackle, so I don't know where the like cliffhangers were because they edited footage back in to make it place pretty smoothly. There's a couple places where I thought, well, this must be where where it would switch to a new chapter. But uh, I thought, you know, it's a decent thing. She's a hit woman who, on a on a botched hit, gets a, a a knife shoved through her head, and they successfully remove it. But now she's haunted by the vic- the last victim she killed, who is basically driving her to get revenge on the people that ordered the hit. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, she's not going to be able to stop having. Is she trying vision. to kill Bill? No. Oh, okay. Just checking. Uh, but it, it's really, I mean, because Ed Brubaker, we, you know, we talk about Captain America. He's right. Uh, he was writing X Men for a while, but the thing that he's really great at it is crime books. I mean, even what got him started at Wildstorm, got him noticed, was writing books in the Wildcats kind of universe that were more crime oriented. Sleeper, which Tom Cruise has been trying to develop yeah. and turn into a into a, a film. Uh, Does Brubaker make a cameo at all? I didn't see him. Wow. No, yeah. but you know, the, I, the surprising kind of revelation for me was Doug Jones, who rarely mm-hmm. is not in makeup, actually is a really good actor. You know, normally he's been. Is any Shakespearean trained? I don't know. He's mm. been in the Hellboy films. I mean, he's a very tall, thin man. It's so he's kind of oddly shaped, honestly. You know, but it fits this character as a nervous. Wait, surgeon. is her name Angel though? No. Good. No. Just, just tired of all these, these projects. Yes, it's, it's like it's not that. No. Mm-hmm. No. Trust trust Brubaker better than No, that. I know. I'm just saying there's a lot of those trust coming out. Brubaker. Trust Brubaker. So I enjoyed that, and I also watched Alien Trespass, which comes out on Tuesday. I need to get that. Yes, I will get that. For, I have that, I believe, with me. And now, are you going to give us an honest review, or are you going to give us your... <laughs> I interviewed Ari McCormick, and I have to be nice review. Well, he was he was a lovely man. I, I you know, I, I honestly all I'm gonna now, say, set the film up. It's supposed to be like a period piece. It, it, well, we've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we have a couple of copies. We have a couple of copies to give away. If you want to write in, I'll have this little drawing for that. Write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, well, I'll want one if you give it a good review. It, it, so. Well, yeah, it, it's it was fun. It is set up as a '50s science fiction film, and it stars science fiction horror starring Eric McCormick. But he's supposedly from people Will and will Grace know him from Will and Grace and Free Enterprise. Geeks yeah. will know him from Free Enterprise. Yep. And uh, the conceit of and, and this is it just doesn't play well within the film itself is that it's supposed to have been a lost film starring his grandfather M. Eric McCormick, <laughs> uh, known as Merrick. And so there's a little footage before talking about, like, how this movie got buried. Uh, but it's actually, it, it, it is fun. It's ma- it makes fun of a lot of the, you get the references to a lot of the other sci-fi films of the 50s. And what I liked about it, though, is it still actually played it very seriously. So the story worked. And I've seen a lot of parodies where they, they'll make the joke at the expense right, of the story. Right. And the this story is, doesn't have any The continuity. story is always first. No matter how ridiculous the story may be, you know, the... the uh, the monster is a one-eyed thing that really looks like a penis with tentacles. And, uh, oh, it's hentai? You should have told me. There's a whole genre there. I'm sorry. It's hentai. Yeah. I would have watched um, that. And it's a big rubbery monster uh, because, you know, that's what they would have done in the 50s. And uh, it's uh, it's it's fun. I, and this is the best thing, is, you know, the right thing to say about it. It was a fun movie. Okay. Kind of like G.I. Joe. No! Wow. Okay. <laughs> you can't say G.I. Joe wasn't fun because watching it was fun. 
No, talking about it afterwards in the parking lot with you guys for an hour, going, can you believe? That was fun. Okay. In a that sick was way. Fun. Touché. That was, that was, it was fun. cathartic. Um, I also got a chance to play, and then Ricky of the PS3, have you downloaded yet the Arkham Asylum demo? I've downloaded it for the Xbox 360 last night. Okay. I haven't played it yet. So I played the demo. And? And it's awesome. Yeah. Well, it was awesome when we played it. It looks yeah. like it's going to be awesome. It man. does look awesome. Yeah. So I played it on the PS3. They did not have the Joker option on it yet. Okay. But uh, you're coming out on the 25th. They take you through three levels. and ju- The fighting was fairly intuitive. Uh, I mm-hmm. When we played, I tried blocking I, uh, a lot more than ass, I... I believe, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> I was yeah, experimenting with the, the lame gamer The beat, lame no. gamer beat Rick! I was experimenting. <laughs> we weren't playing head-to-head. <laughs> Uh, there's a Joker option. <laughs> we weren't playing head to head. I was experimenting, trying to see if Block did anything. So I didn't score as many right. points as he did. Mm. So, but I would have lasted a lot longer, just like in real life. If he so. had taken so, yeah. <laughs> a battle of the minds. There you go. Mm, no, yeah. it is the first. I mean, it feels like the first Batman survival game. You know that you really have to think and plan and hide a lot, but it's treated as fear. And and, and you can see already in this demo. The more Batman freaks out the henchmen, the the lousier they are they fight, at yeah. playing because they're getting nervous and just shooting at anything, and and it's like then it becomes easier. You know? Graphics are just awesome. You've got this Batman oh, who's yeah. like the heavily armored bat costume and with, the, with the big pouch utility belt. The redesign and... of Harley Quinn as a busty nurse. Oh it's really? Wrong. I didn't get oh, to that part. Lord, yeah. Wow. She comes and taunts you if you die. Okay, I'm going to die. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to yeah. download this demo. Do we have a street date on the game? Or August no? 25th. Yeah. So, oh, uh, wow. Rick and I it's coming up close. Rick and I interviewed the director, and that was on the uh, podcast couple. Episode 149D. D has our interview, and I interviewed Kevin Conroy, so that'll be up uh, within the next week and a half. Dude, Is he the voice? Kevin Conroy. You know, we went through all of Last episode, we went through all the episode without saying it was our 150th episode. I thought about that when I read the post. The <laughs> hey, it's 151. Take a shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Would you like some censored on the beach? I finished my no, martini. I don't enjoy censored on the beach. Okay. So. I couldn't believe that. I'm editing everything. Oh, well, you know, at 200. We'll okay. do it right. We'll no, we have a party at 200. We'll have okay. a party at 200. If we make it that we'll long. We'll definitely have a party at 200. Well, well someone's some will. Long. 175, maybe. You can come back. <laughs> come back and bring your special brand of energy. 175, they'll be cupcakes. <laughs> we'll have cupcakes and punch. Oh, that'll be nice. Okay, well, if you've got anything to suggest for what, how we celebrate the 200th, the 175, or even the 152nd episode, please write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Oh, I have one last message. Yeah? <laughs> I got one after Lonzo. Spunk. I think, God, I think Derek sense. has a message for you. You've now. got a sense of pacing that is so awesome. I just wanted to end the show with it. Well, then let me Spunk. go first. Okay, you go. <laughs> I wanted to tie in what uh, Derek was actually talking about earlier here. The Angel of Death started on Crackle. I have a feeling there's another show that's going to be starting on Crackle <laughs> and coming out on DVD eventually. But we can't talk about it it's yet. It's a shame that all this is going to be edited out, but go ahead. Are you looking at that it. poster up there? I am looking at this poster. That's a secret, Nate. Yeah. I'm just saying. Things, wow. things will be crackling. Wow, the stockholders want to follow them on the uh, Twitter. I know that. Okay, yeah, that for, for you hanging on every word that Nate is speaking, there's a secret coming out, and you'll hear about it first. Oh, you could probably. Can we talk? Can we just say the Twitter real fast? Sure. Is that okay? Why not? Or will you not cut it out? Do it. Uh, if you want to know a little more about what's take, talk, what Nate's about talking all this about. Ambiguous- you could Twitter at Crackpot Comics. 
My last thing I want to say is Spunky Aaron Frost says hi. Okay, great. Well, if uh, you say <laughs> hi or want to know what, more about what Crackpot's about, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. I am Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Nate Costa. On Spunky Aaron Frost says hi, Lopez. Oh, my God. And I'm Rick Brettsnyder reminding you all to. Use, Use your powers, powers only, only for, for good, good, Suki. If only Lon would learn. She gave me a hug. I won't be taught. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com. The gypsy, I said queen. Oh, I'm so glad I got that. Damn it. I just got the acid queen part. Everyone's got a talent. <laughs> Dave's back and he's pissy as ever. <laughs> okay, let's hear you. Holy crap. Am I too live no, for you? It's, it, this is so messed up because I was running this... This mixer into a second mixer, right? Into the recorder because you've been so seeing other podcasts. Yes, I have. Yes, Garrett's games and geekiness. We had eight guys on the mic, and it wasn't as chaotic as you might have thought. It was as chaotic as I might have thought. Was it as geeky as I would have thought? It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you record that for your outtakes? You know what, though, <laughs> I do like podcasts where we actively pour wine and report what we're reporting and what we're uh, oh, what we're drinking. Okay, we should do that here sometime. You're on. Uh, sure. You okay. Go ahead, Rick. We can have wine. You sound podcast. great right now. That sounds. Don't you sound? You sound fine. I feel comfortable. Relaxed. You feel comfortable. Relaxed. Sure. Okay. Adam, talk into the mic from. All right. Go over and talk to Tishman. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> talk. What's going on? Okay. Keep going. How are things going? Don't ask. Don't don't wait for me to respond. <laughs> keep talking. I like this two way conversation we're having. But uh. Yeah, things are going. Okay. I got a hockey game tonight. I think that's as good as it's going to get. Thanks. Sorry I'm not Dave Tishman. Long can I hear you? I can pose as Dave Tishman. You want to put headphones on? Are these mine? Those are yours. <coughs> that was great. I'm doing this for my country. Are you still taking the pills? Every morning on an empty stomach. Good man. Any side effects? Well... They kind of give me. See, he's uh, a professional. He's got material. An erection. What? Wait. <laughs> That's standard. It's important you keep taking them. Understood. Damn it, David. What the hell are you reading? Agent Moore will he's meet you tonight. That isn't the Marvels project, is it? No, no. it's red hair. How do I sound? Do I want me to keep going? I can't. I can't. Uh, somehow, I can't. keep talking. Read the entire comic. The same location. You'll give him the documents. Until then, be careful. Thank you, Agent Cook. Bang! It's just a balloon. For a second, I thought, oh, get off, get off me. That's our best hope. Well, you're a better actor than Channing Tatum. Trust me, when the time comes, Meyer Wiener will do the right thing. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Meyer Wiener. 
Yeah, it's a lot of pun no names. It was like, uh, didn't he? Didn't he have to testify before the? Uh, you maybe think of Meyer Lansky. Oh, that was it. Yeah. I don't think it was war crimes. It was, was it? It was. Uh, oh wait a minute! It's got a wild. Meyer Lansky was. Got a Wildcats preview. At the end of it, yeah. So should I just take a total pass on G.I. Joe until it comes out on DVD? Oh, yes, please don't add to the – oh, please okay. don't. All right. You know, I mean, and seriously, this has been a weekend. I don't know. I, I, you're, you're much more secure, Lon. I understand this. I have spent the weekend, like, agonizing. Like, am, is there something wrong with me that I couldn't <laughs> enjoy this film when everywhere I turn there's people going, oh, it's just dumb fun and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. No, no that was that, a – Anybody that says that I'm good Uh, we'll get his interview. I just got the things he's doing. Um, talk about Red Herring, Blackest Night, 70th anniversary of Marvel. I have a feeling that there may be a, a rant of horribleness of how bad G.I. Joe is um, in movies. In movies. I, a, new, <laughs> a new feature called Lawn Screaming Room. Yes. No, I, I we why, sort of did Friday you? Night, though. I mean, that's a, <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, Then TV is the big thing. You know, there's, You're back on. Let me hear you again. There's no other okay. movie things or... Well, I, I'm didn't sure. you see any other previews? Didn't you see something last week? Or did we talk about it already? No, I saw G.I. Joe. It's in no, somebody else to see Ponyo did, because... Uh, you didn't know, you go Luke to the Sergio. city to see something? Inglorious Bastards, I can't talk about it. Oh. oh. How was it? That's what I would think. You can't talk about it. You can't talk about it, so don't use it in the outtakes. Okay. Yeah. I won't use this in the outtakes. And you want to sit about, you know, so you're about that far away from the mic. Like there? Maybe. Uh, well, yeah, actually, I don't know if his mic's on. It'll help if I turn him up. There you go. Now that try. would help. Let's see. Don't, don't you bang right your knee on the table on this How's expensive that? set. That's pretty darn good. I'll bring you up just a little bit more. Now try. How about that? You look at me like you're suspicious, like you <laughs> think I'm playing a trick on you. You haven't read his book? There's going to something. There's <laughs> something is going to happen. Yeah. This is a man who's suspicious. I'm actually capturing your soul a little bit at a time. Every phoneme, Through his mouth. Whatever is left. Every phoneme. There's that, not a lot left. See, you have worked in Hollywood for a while, haven't you? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, let's get a clean start. We're, this is just going to get cut in as, uh, so now here we're. Here we are. Yeah. So it's you. Excellent. You, you lead in. Hold on. Just a second. Uh, I saw an announcement. I guess Variety had been had reported that direct, great, uh, esteemed director. Esteemed. Frank Darabont. Writer, director. I mean, let's say. Yeah. The so creator, writer, TV. <laughs> so I had my mind blown this morning. <laughs> no. <laughs> You recorded that, didn't you? Recorded what? Exactly. 